This is Authentic and Ambitious with Allison Crow. I'm Allison Crow, your host, and I'm an intuitive life and business coach helping authentic and ambitious women keep the soul and success in their life and work through deep coaching, savvy business strategy, and connected community. This podcast is here to help bring insight, awareness, and action to your authentic and ambitious life. Let's do this. What's up? Hey, hey, what's up, soulful people? Alison Crow here. And yeah, I'm uh, recording a podcast live on Saturday night after Snowvid, Snowpocalypse. And today was the meltdown, literally. Um, I'm also having wine. It's like happy hour style podcast recording. Are we allowed to do that? Oh, of course we are because we own the company. So, um, let's, let's see it. First, first of all, if you're watching live, my lipstick is sponsored by Mandy Leto, PhD. (laughs) Just want to, I don't know if it's looking quite right. I'm sorry for those of you on the podcast that can't see it, but those of you who are watching live and want to comment and say hi, Mandy is the one who got me into pink lipstick instead of like brick red, and I just feel 10 years younger. So want to shout out to Mandy. Um, Mandy has also been a saving grace for me as a friend recently. Mandy um, has a book, I think, coming out called Journey to Enoughness, and she is a fellow uh, recovering overachiever. And I'll tell you what, you guys, this week with um, this week with the snowpocalypse, mama hit a burnout. I hit a little bit of a burnout. I wasn't, well, I was physically tired, but a lot of times when I'm physically tired, I feel like I ran a marathon. I ran a mental marathon in the last seven days. And that's a whole nother story. By the time this comes out on the podcast, it will be old news. But those of you who are watching live, thank you. Uh, So what I wanted to share was... Something that has actually grounded me over the last week when things were wobbly. It is something that I'm very excited about for the future, about having clarity on. And it's something that you can figure out for yourself uh, as well. And I want to talk about values. I want to talk about, we're going to actually talk about your brand or your company values today. Not to be mistaken with your core values. And so here's what I'm going to do. Oh, putting some pressure on myself. I am going to make an opt-in for brand, not brand values, personal core values. I guess you could do this also. I have an exercise. Um, I have an exercise for personal core values that I do with a lot of my clients and I provide to my soulies and I'll make an opt-in where you can get my values exercise because I think it's really important. But a big distinction I had a few years ago was the values of my company and the values of my brand. And over the last few months, I've noticed, I mean, some of you may have noticed the name of the podcast change from Better Life, Better Work, which is still important, but we just kind of upgraded it to authentic and ambitious because I am here to help authentic and ambitious women keep the soul and the success in their business through life, 
uh, through deep coaching, business and life coaching, strategy and community. Yeah, I don't have that memorized, so I was looking at my board. But I had the luxury, well, I have the luxury of having a best friend who is an, an international brand superstar. She worked for Speedo. She owned her own branding and marketing company for years. Super, super brilliant branding and marketing brain. And I, in a personal message, shared with her that I was just, I was feeling some shifts and some changes, some subtle changes in my business that were coming. And uh, she was like, oh, I want to gift you this deep branding session. And so we did that I don't know, sometime within the last two weeks. (laughs) I'm giggling because I don't know my head from my ass regarding the days. I have hardly worked in the last 10 days because of circumstances with snow and ice and freezing stuff. And I'm still in rest mode, but I wanted to go ahead and record this podcast. And since this afternoon, I was sitting in my office and I was journaling and Every time I go to my journal, I just keep writing these words down. And so she took me through a process that really helped me identify what's important about my work and what I love about my work. And what I love about what came out of it was it helped me see very clearly. And so if you're feeling flatlined in your business, if you're feeling or in your life, you can absolutely parlay this into your life. It doesn't have to be business, but I'm speaking in a business context today. If you're feeling flatlined, some of this might be missing. And that is, I do speak to that in my values exercise that we will link in the show notes. I do not have it for you live watchers. Sorry, I need two weeks to set that up, but it will come out in the show notes when we do this on the podcast. And so before I get to my, I have five values I'm going to share with you. I have five values and my husband is now sending me a text from our local taqueria about what I want. So what do you want after snowpocalypse? Let me tell him, oh, getting Domino's, it's open. Well, we know what Domino's is. I was hoping it would be the taqueria for Mexican food. Um, Random update as far as snowpocalypse. We have power and water all back, but what we don't have is food and groceries. We have a grocery order going in on Tuesday, not till Tuesday, and we're down to the like, we have food, we won't starve, but we're down to leftovers and junk in our house. Okay, back to values. So Tiff shared the values exercise with me. There's the the little loop-de-loop. And by the way, you realize, you guys, with ADD, you can have a loop-de-loop as a leader. You don't have to be effing perfect. We'll get to that in a second. Um, So I realized a couple things. I have a good friend who I love and adore and who's actually referred a lot of clients to me. I knew him from the real estate world and I knew him from the real estate coaching world. And recently, well, not recently, he's also for a real estate company. He works for a real estate company that has an amazing... Um, not just profit share, but like they have a stock program. My EXP stock has gone. I like I have eight shares or nine shares, and it's basically paid me a thousand dollars over the last year just for those eight or nine on shares. And so he spent a lot of time building his company within EXP. And a while back, 
he shut down his coaching business and he had a coaching business for a couple of years after he left the corporate coaching, just like I did. I left the corporate coaching. He left the corporate coaching. And I thought, oh, how interesting, right? And I'm so happy for him. He recently is posting about some stuff about being retired. Like he's basically retired early and spending time with his family. I get it. He has little kids. He has a wife. I'm all for it. Retire before you're 40. Fan-fucking-tastic. I am 49 years old as of last week. Yeah, thank you. Happy birthday. And I'm 49 years old. And my kids are um, my bonus kids, and they are grown. Uh, and I have nieces and nephews, but I my business is my baby. And the other thing is, my business is my baby because my business is my dharma. No, let's say it a different way. Coaching is my dharma. My business is the vehicle I use to share my dharma. My business is the vehicle I use to share my calling. And so what I think it's so fascinating when some of my colleagues or peers get out of the coaching business, it blows my mind. And I realize they weren't actually in the coaching business. They were in the business of making money the best way they knew how. A couple of years ago, I remember talking with a girlfriend of mine and there was a moment in 2017 when things shifted in the online marketplace of selling and courses and coaching and all this other stuff. You know, it gained a lot of popularity and there was a moment when the bottom kind of dropped out of the market. You may not realize that from the outside. If you were in it, you might have realized it. And things that had always worked as far as selling and exposure quit working um, or didn't work as well. And there were a couple of really big, I guess you would call them influencers now. There were a couple of people in the really big... Um, Okay, so I, I don't have a word for it. In the online space, who had kind of done the whole funnel online model, and I'm using finger hashtags, there were a couple of people in that space who had made multi-millions. And when, when their webinar to funnel stream quit getting hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. And when there was also a, a time at the end of 2017, if you were running ads, that the ad market on Facebook got really, really saturated. And I mean, y'all know as consumers, if you're on Facebook and seeing like at one point, I was like, I don't want to go to any more webinars. There's a whole lot of webinars. And I don't know, I, I get tired of sitting at this com computer, right? There's a lot of good things and there's a lot of heavy stuff. Anyways, my girlfriend was like, so-and-so is getting out of the online space. And I can't remember his name right now, but apparently it was a really big deal. And I said, well, then he wasn't in the coaching business. He wasn't a coach. He was an online marketer. You guys, I'm not an online marketer. I love marketing. It's one of the things I love to teach and care about. It's a zone of fun for me. I don't want to necessarily say excellence because I do it my way. Maybe that does make it excellent. But online and my podcasts and my business and the things that I do are the vehicle for being a coach. And that's a big 
for me, that's a big difference. Now, I love making money. I, I feel so honored to be able to make money and live, uh, live very nicely, freedom and money-wise, doing what I love. And I was talking to a girlfriend this morning and I said, I'll tell you what, if the zombie apocalypse came and there was no online and there was no trading of actual money for our services, I would be offering coaching informally in exchange to sit at your dinner table or borrow some toilet paper to wipe my booty. So I, there's a difference between being the business of making money and having a business that your soul stands for. One is not better than the other, but I noticed that I'm a coach first. And this also showed up in my values. So I want to share the five values of my company, of what I love, what I do, for two reasons. One, it might give you conversation about what's important to you. And number two, it's going to let you know what I'm all about and might help you get clarity on whether or not you want to work with me. I happen to be, I just listened to a, a, a fantastic video about this woman who talks about just doing one thing and having like a specialty. And boy, do I wish I had one specialty, but I go from mystic to logistic. Yes, we're going to make t-shirts thanks to my producer. I go from mystic to logistic and you'll see why here in my values. And so I'm a little bit more of a Mary Poppins. Dogs are here. They say hi. I'm a little bit more of a Mary Poppins with 14 years of coaching, 16 years of uh, self-employment and unofficial coaching since I was 15 years old. Um, yeah, so let's get into these, these uh, let's get into these values. Sometimes y'all, I wish I, I wish I had a product to share. I wish I had something like that. I wish I could say, I, Jody says, I feel like I don't have a specialty either. Okay, I feel you. And I know that a lot of um, branding and marketing is that way. Like, I have a girlfriend that teaches sales. Y'all, Shamika Tankerson. If you need sales, go take her sales course. Like, if you want to learn how to do high dollar stuff, go take her sales course. She is fantastic. She specifically focuses on sales. Sales is one of the things. Like, I'm a general practitioner. And I'm very good at, um, if you are sitting with me as a coach or as a client one-on-one or in a group and you come to me, I'm number one, very good at reading, reading the energy of the room, setting the container. And then number two, when you bring your situation to me, I'm very good at discerning on the range of mystic and logistic, what to pull out of my Mary Poppins bag. It's a very unique skill. Okay, so here are the things that my company that I value about the work I do. (laughs) Paula, my client, long-term, long-term. Oh, I'm so thankful for my lifers. You guys, I'm so thankful for my lifers. Oh, I love you. Paula says, you cracked me up that going live is one of your self-care practices. Yes, yes, it is. She knows that I'm in self-care mode. I'm exhausted. But I wanted to connect with you and I had a responsibility to get this done. So the very first value, if you haven't guessed it, it's authenticity. And so authenticity is a huge, huge deal to me. 
there is a story I've told quite a few times. Um, well, let me say this and then I'll tell a quick story. So authenticity. So each, I have a word and a color for each word. And I have a little subheading. So authenticity is the yellow of the heart of my brand. This bright, vibrant yellow with a little bit of green in it, like almost fluorescent yellow. Authenticity is about being true to yourself, your values, your being, and your intuition. And a couple of years ago, I don't know, five, seven years ago, authenticity became cool. Well, I was authentic because I have no filter. I'm not saying that's a good thing before authenticity was cool. And now it's cool to say I was authentic before authentic was cool. But I do remember as a young woman in business with coaches and leaders who struggled with, I, I was in a position in my company where I saw as a client, I saw as a coach, and I saw what leadership was doing behind the scenes. And there was cognitive dissonance about that because uh, in, in the audience, you think one thing is happening. In the meetings, another thing is happening. And then behind the scenes, still another thing is happening. And I was like, I don't like that. <laughs> I want to be a different kind of leader. I didn't, I didn't know my head from my ass, I was barely 30 years old. And now we've got like these 20-something entrepreneurs. Um, God bless them. Oh, do I have a dog that needs to go potty? Um, okay, so audio. Give me just a second. Let me go open the back door for the dog. Um, Elise will hear this and not leave a giant gap in the audio podcast. I'll be right back. Right? Authenticity. Rocky had to pee. Rocky had to pee. The other two dogs can hold it, but Rocky can't. Okay. So authenticity, true to yourself, true to your values, true to your being and your intuition. And I wish that, so they say that your business comes out of sometimes the problems that you solve. And I wish that leaders had shown me not only the good shit, but the problems they were solving. So I, as a leader, share my problems. I don't share them as a victim, but I share my problems and how I'm solving them with my clients so that my clients, when they hit a problem in their business, whether it's a mindset problem or a, um, a, a logistical problem, that they don't take those so personally. Because I think a lot of small business owners, when we hit a problem of doubt or when we hit a financial hump or we hit a logistic hump or we hit burnout, we start to take that personally. And so I just made a decision that I would share behind the scenes with my clients, with my audience, come from a real place. Uh, I'm tired of the bullshit. I'm tired of seeing the bullshit online. Uh, my friend Rachel K. Albers is calling out some of that right now. Like, I am so tired of seeing the glory online. That is not true. And I know we're all online, right? And how many of us are accidentally, you know, you don't mean to, but just by seeing it, you accidentally end up in comparison. I am so tired of, of seeing people share their gross numbers. Your gross doesn't mean shit to me unless you share your net. I'm so happy for your gross. And I've told the story and had a, um, I don't know if we ever turned it into a podcast. We did it back in the days of Blab. I have the video somewhere, but one of my friends was a $2 million business coach. She had $2 million a year and she was netting 97. 
And I was like, what the hell? And that year I had three friends that all had $2 million in revenue, but they all took home 97 and was like, something is wrong. And so I don't, I don't care what your vanity metrics are. I want to know what your real metrics are. And not just your, we'll, we'll talk about this as one of my other values. So authenticity. Number two, personal growth. Oh my gosh, this is the one that I knew early on. I didn't know there was a thing called coaching when I was in my 20s. But I found Sark in my local bookstore in Boulder, Colorado. My cherry was popped and it was done. Ah, done. That and being a psychology major and a psychology graduate student. Personal growth. So here's my definition of personal growth. Organic and intentional growth as a whole being. When I was a business coach, strictly a sales and business coach for Keller Williams Realty, one of the things I noticed, I had 47 clients as a national coach and I had 74 clients as a local coach. And one of the things I noticed about all my clients in those first four years of coaching was that all my clients who did the inner work life coaching, spiritual coaching, psychological development, took care of themselves, had the best businesses. And so very early in my career, I took a stand. That's one of the reasons I I say to y'all, I'm your favorite life coach. Yes, I coach business. I coach business owners. I love it. It gets me off. But at at heart, if you're alive, I can coach you. Stole that from Steve Chandler. If you're alive, I can coach you. And using business as a context is my specialty. Using motherhood as a context, not my specialty. I can coach you, but not my specialty. So personal growth, organic. So this is the other thing. As my husband says, because he's not into intentional personal growth, but my I am married to Yoda. I don't know if y'all knew that, but my husband said to me one day, Allison, you try so hard to grow. I don't try and I grow too. And the reality is, There is this thing in the personal development world where, yes, we need to grow, but that implies that we're not enough. I think, Shelly, you talked about that on one of my posts. And so it's a both and paradoxical situation. We are wonderful in love just as we are. If I do nothing to grow, I am fabulous and worthy and so are you. And I enjoy growth. I enjoy the challenge of growth. I enjoy the fruits of growth. So that's number two. Number three, this is a big one for me. This is the one that has given me peace in life, in business, in whatever comes up. Um, Maybe it comes with age, but my heart is to bring a focus to it, to my clients. Self-trust. So you will never see in any of my marketing that I'm here to solve all your fucking problems. And I love to be a consultant and I love to share ideas with you. I have a particular thing that when my clients come in to Soli's, I'll do a quick review of their business just on my own. And if they're doing this one thing I see out in the world, I will automatically tell them. And many of my clients have made that slight adjustment and then gone ahead and signed their first $10,000 client after doing that. So, but I'm not going to say I'm going to solve all your problems. I'm not going to make that promise. What I am going to do is I'm going to facilitate you building the muscles of self-trust that many times my clients actually know exactly what their problem is. And I'm going to hold space for them to build that muscle of self-trust. Now, self-trust does not mean 
fierce independence. In fact, one of the things I value, it's not one of these values, but another value is community so that we remind each other, hey, I got you. We, I help my clients remember who they really are. So self-trust is learning to sovereignly source from within. Sovereignly source. So this is a combination of your humanness and your soulness. My number one job of all these is to help my clients trust themselves. Uh, Number four, prosperity. And prosperity is not just about money. Prosperity is creative, creativity and resilience in all of our resources. So whether you call it net life, I call it emotional P&L, your spiritual P&L, your family life P&L, your health P&L, your business P&L matters to me. I want good people to make great fucking money so they can do good things. I want great people to make good money so they can do amazing things. But I don't want you to do that at the cost of losing your sanity, losing your physical health. Could I have a lot larger business than I do right now? Absolutely. And I moderate my business and keep it a certain level Um, 70%, (laughs) I'm not gonna lie, I have a few limiting beliefs, but 70% because I have a capacity thing that I'm working on, uh, an energy thing. I require a lot of downtime, like lots and lots of napping, lots and lots of sleep and lots and lots of empty space. My brain goes a hundred miles an hour all the time. And so the other 30% sometimes is like, I think I can't handle it if the business is that big and I have to manage people. Whole nother story. But prosperity, I want y'all to make money. I want to help my clients make money. I want you to have prosperous mindsets, but I also want you to have whole life prosperity. That's very important. And then the last thing the value that my company and I stand for is this transparent leadership. Tell the truth. No more bullshit. I'm tired of seeing the bullshit out there, you guys. And I know some of you are too. And some of you don't even know what's bullshit. But there is nothing more disheartening than realizing you know, all these people that we look up to that are doing amazing things are just human beings. They all wake up and need to pee in the morning. They all have dirty laundry to to do. And so I don't lead from the front or the pulpit. I lead from alongside my clients, which is really not smart business. (laughs) Because people sometimes don't want the truth. And I realize that there are many ways in my brand which is very much me and in my business, which is very much aligned with me that I am not selling bullshit. That is an easy sell. I am not trying to convince you. um, I'm the girl next door is the archetype and the sage. I've got some serious wisdom to throw down for you guys, but I'm also the girl next door. Who's going to tell you the truth. I am not going to be driving a Lamborghini. I mean, I would love a Porsche someday. That would be really fun. Um, about as luxurious as I'm going to get is a pool in my backyard. Um, luxury to me is being able to give, being able to pay my staff well. 
tired of seeing the bullshit promoted online. I hear once you start getting in these high level masterminds and, and spending time beyond online, you start learning the truth about what's going on in people's businesses and they have the right to do whatever they want. I'm going to judge myself, not that, well, I do judge them, but I'm going to, I'm going to tell myself when somebody's doing something, what I don't like, uh, uh, they can do whatever the hell they want. They're running their business. I'm running my business. And so I want to run a business that, that is authentic, authentic, that helps my clients and their personal growth, that helps build self-trust, that helps build prosperity, that helps build transparent leadership. Do you know how many times people have asked me to create a coaching certification? And maybe someday I will. I'll have to call it the uncertified coach. But there are so many ways, like if I honed in on just brand new coaches, I could be a zillionaire. And I just don't have the heart to do it. And so I am in this broad place, Jody. right? Like we may not have the specialty. You may not specialize in condos or ranch properties, but what you specialize in giving your clients, because I've been your client, Jody uh, Cantor Garcia was my realtor. She helped me sell my house in Georgetown and helped me buy this house out here in Lago Vista. And what I know was the way you treated me, it wasn't the location, it wasn't the type of house, it was the way you treated me and my husband, different personality types in, in buying a house and the service we got along the way. What do I sell? I sell coaching, but really what I sell is permission, permission to be authentic, permission to grow in your life and in your business. What I sell is growing your self-trust muscle. This is what's so fun. If I help you grow your self-trust muscle, what, what can you not do? You, if I don't know the strategy, we can figure it out probably from a 14-year-old on TikTok. Y'all realize like 14-year-olds on TikTok are making money on Shopify and Amazon more than most of us are, right? Y'all realize that's a possibility. If you really want to just go after the money, that shit is there. I want to go after my soul and get paid for it. <laughs> I think you do too, right? We love the vehicle. Authenticity, personal growth, self-trust, prosperity in all things. In my bank account, in my savings, in my relationships, in my health, in my sanity, and transparent leadership. I realized, so I shared something yesterday. Yesterday, I was, I was actually not at the low point of snowpocalypse. I was at the second to lowest point, and I shared something. And... It, it doesn't get, it's, it's not comfortable, right? Like how much disc, when somebody shares something uncomfortable, what happens inside of you? And I'll tell you what, I have increased my discomfort muscle. I don't have to solve everybody's uncomfortable problem. And I, when I share something uncomfortable, I don't need you to solve it. I, I'm resourced, but I share it to tell you the fucking truth. I share with my clients, my P&L, and I, not, and I don't share this is the only way to do it, but I share, here's the amount of money I made and here's what money I spent so that you know this is one business owner snapshot. I've never had a leader share a P&L with me. I had no idea. 
I still don't have an idea. And I guess it doesn't matter, but I have no idea if what I'm spending is normal or not. I know people that spend way more than me and I know people that spend way less than me. But I am trying to give as much data as possible combined with that self-trust mindset, psychology, et cetera, so that my clients can build any life and business they want. What do you value? Do you know your personal core values? We will put in the show notes. It is not there now and it is not there for you live viewers. Thank you for watching with me live. If you're watching live, you get to see my fabulous fucking hair. Um, We will, by the time this is live on the podcast, I will have a link to set up for you to opt in for values. Uh, I have a workbook, like a workbook. You're going to want to print it out because there are values cards. And then when you print it out, I want you to do it twice. I want you to do it as your individual, as the person, nothing having to do with your business. And then I want you to do it as your business your business. I want you to think with your business hat on. And I I want you to do it that way because your business often overlaps. So some of my personal values, my personal values are definitely personal growth. Um, Yeah, that's, that's the one that overlaps. The others, uh, the others kind of overlap, but I have, I have bigger personal values that have nothing to do with my business. And so I want you to do one for your business self and one for your personal self. Yes, they may overlap. Um, And so it's my pleasure to get to you. Yes. I want your email. I want to build my email list. Can I just tell you all that? Y'all want to know, we should have a contest except for my clients. No, we should have a contest about how big my email list is because here's the thing. I'm a very successful business and I have a teeny tiny email list. So if you want to share this with somebody, if you know of somebody, I will ask for help. That's the other thing I'm learning to do. Ask for help, authenticity. If you know somebody that would be like, this freaky deek is awesome. And I want some of her goodness. She's weird. She uses um too much. She has a trashy mouth, fabulous hair. Uh, but she's the real deal. Uh, yeah, send away. I would like to grow my list. I would like to grow my podcast listeners. And if you want to become a member of Soulful Success, Soulful blah, 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 blah. if you would like to become a member of Soulful Success, which is my monthly coaching membership, I would love to have you. Um, and if you want to be a member of my year long mastermind that starts in May, I don't have a sales page for that. Um, that's for growth slash achievement, really achievement business owners, a hundred thousand or more. But if you are growth, even if you're new, but if you're new to growth, even achievement, Soulful Success is a great place for $333 a month where we focus on all these things and we get into a lot more logistic So that's my podcast. I don't even know what episode number we're at. I'm just going to keep being me and I want to encourage you to be you. Give away that last fuck. Show your heart, show your work. Fling your service out there. When you're hungry, angry, lonely, tired, or iced in and have no water or power, hold on to your core values. Rest, be human. I love you. I appreciate you. And I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to Authentic and Ambitious. You can find out more and connect with me at allisoncrow.com. 
The show is sponsored by my three rescue dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption the next time you're looking for a pet. Special thanks to Stacey Harris and Callie Orr with Uncommonly More and Elise Rich for making the production and promotion of this podcast possible and professional. Until next time, be your authentic and ambitious self. The world needs you.